Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 155th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And we have a fun one today. We have a loose aggressive player opening for 400 early in a $2,500 buy-in tournament. Paul Volpe, who's a very good loose aggressive player, he calls in third position. And then a laggy player, who I four-bet with King-Queen offsuit in the previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, makes it 1600 so if we were playing over at PokerCoaching.com, where it's a quiz site, this would be a pretty interesting spot. So I would ask, should we fold? Should we call? Should we re-raise to 5,200? Or should we re-raise to 7,800? And in this spot, I would definitely go ahead and put in the four bets. We have a very aggressive image, which is great when we have a good hand. And Ace-King is certainly a good hand. That said, I don't know if we're trying to get in 200 big blinds. Notice that um, the laggy guy has 25k to start at 75-150, so it's not quite 200 big blinds. Paul Volpe, we're probably not getting it in versus him, but he has 200 big blinds, so we are playing quite deep. But at the same time, if the laggy guy wants to play for all the money, I'm happy playing for all the money. I know that may sound a little bit crazy to some people, but... When you have already developed an aggressive dynamic such that this is the second four bet we're putting in in a very short period of time, well, at least a second, right? I'm not, not necessarily showing all the hands. Uh, you have to be willing to go with your best hands, and ace-king suited certainly counts. So I'm going to four bet for sure. I make it 4,300 over the 1,600 raise, and I think this is a little bit small. I would definitely prefer bigger, and if I was playing this hand today, I would make it bigger, and the reason why is because when you make it 4,300, that's just going to induce your opponents to call a lot. And if your opponents call a lot, well, that's not exactly what you want when you're out of position. So I would have made it a little bit bigger with my entire four betting range here. And I'd probably four bet with stuff like King Queen, Ace Jack, etc. Um, Paul cold calls. I guess you can call this a cold call. Um, he puts in 4,300. So if you go back and watch the previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, we had a relatively similar thing happened where we saw a four-way four bet pot. Here we're at least going to see it heads up against Paul and... I mentioned that the tight aggressive player in the previous episode should probably just have good hands, right? If he's good. And Paul is certainly good. I don't think Paul's putting in 4,300 here with 8-7 suited and pocket threes. I think he's going to have a much stronger range, but you never know, right? For, for all I know, maybe he's just deciding to really splash it up. Um, there's definitely a big difference between someone who's loose and aggressive and very good as opposed to someone who's loose and aggressive and just kind of mindlessly splashing money in the pot. And we have to assume Paul's very good. And that's going to make me think he has a lot of reasonably big pairs and very good suited connectors. Even then, the suited connectors may just fold. I mean, I would fold here with basically everything. So for him to call here, it, it again, it sends alarm bells off my head, kind of like it happened in the previous episode, although that time the guy just had nothing, apparently. <laughs> um, again, warning bells are going off. So the flop comes 4 4 3 with one heart. And we are three ways. So pot's 13,675. I have 49,000. Paul has 27,000. And the loose aggressive guy has 21,000. So we're still playing relatively deep. This is a situation where I think we either need to bet small or check. The purpose of betting small is just make your opponents fold out some hands like pocket sixes may fold immediately. Um, hands like jack-10 suited, which do have some equity, will fold immediately. Um, Ace-king will fold immediately. 
So while we are making mostly worst hands fold, we actually have a reasonable bluffing spot on the turn if we bet the flop and get called and the turn is any heart. Or even if the turn is a two or a five, we can probably be happy enough bluffing if we get the vibe that our opponents have something like pocket tens or pocket jacks. Because those hands will certainly be in a tough spot if we you know, four bet preflop and then bet the flop and jam the turn. So I like betting here. The problem with checking is that we're often just stuck check folding or maybe check calling a small bet, then just check folding a lot of turns. I think I want to be betting with my good overpairs here. And because I want to be betting with my good overpairs, I want to be betting with some of the bluffs. And, you know, this is not necessarily the most ideal quote unquote bluff to bet because we could certainly check call the flop and that would be fine. But at the same time, I think it can't be that bad. I really don't know what the right play is here. I imagine if you ran this through some game theory optimal program, it's going to tell you to probably, um, it's probably going to tell you to check, but when your options are check or bet small, quite often either play is fine because when you bet small, notice I bet 4,500 into the 12,000 pot. If I ever pick it up, that's just fantastic, right? And it's relatively low risk. Also, when I do bet 4,500 and get raised, we have a pretty easy fold. And when we get called, we at least get to see the turn, right? We get to see a somewhat cheap turn. So I bet 4,500, and kind of surprisingly, both players called. Again, warning bells are going off. Paul should have something very good. Laggy guy, eh, maybe not so much. He doesn't have any fours, but or very few fours. But he could have hands like pocket tens that he's just not going to fold. So we're getting into pretty nasty territory here. So the turn is the six of hearts, giving me the backdoor flush draw. So at this point, clearly we have two options, I think. We can either check or we can shove. If we check and face a bet, we're probably supposed to fold as reluctant as that is, because if we check and someone does bet, it's probably going to be all in. And facing the all-in, we need to win about 30% of the time, and we're probably going to win something like 25% of the time. So do we want to check fold? No, definitely say no. Of course, we could check, and maybe Paul could bet 4,800, in which case we could easily call, so that is certainly an option. But I think the laggy guy, if the laggy guy bets, is probably going to be all in. Um, I know that you should definitely shy away from firing multiple bluffs or firing two barrels or, you know, and spots like this, kind of an absurd spot into two players because both players here do have very strong ranges. But because of that, I think this is a reasonable spot to bluff with a few combinations of hands. Like if I have aces here or Kings, I'm going to want to shove. Obviously Paul could have aces himself, but I think I do want to shove aces and Kings. And if I want to shove aces and Kings, I want to have at least some bluffs in my range and which bluffs make logical sense that have some equity when I get called. Well, Ace-King and Ace-Queen of Hearts certainly make a lot of sense. Maybe Ace-Jack of Hearts as well. So I think I should play all those hands in this manner, those three combinations. If I had King-Queen of Hearts, I'd probably shove as well. And um, that's about it. That's what I'm doing in this spot. I'm shoving my best pairs. I'm probably check-folding Jacks and worse. If I somehow have Jacks or Tens or Nines here, I think that's a pretty clear check-fold. But um, maybe I should be, quote-unquote, bluffing those as well. The problem is when you bluff with those and you get called, you're just dead, right? So, dicey spot. I, I think this is going to be an all-in, though. This is just the perfect hand to do it with. Notice we block aces and kings. I mean, we just have a lot going for us here. So I, I think we just have to shove. I do shove, and both players call. When both players call, you would think I'm dead. <laughs> um, but somehow we're live. Paul actually has pocket kings... 
And somehow he gets it all in, drawing almost dead, versus the laggy guy's 7-5 of diamonds. So the laggy guy was really, really laggy. This guy clearly does not care what's going on. <laughs> he, he, is, he came here to gamble, and he got there. So a lot of people look at this spot and ask themselves, could I have done anything differently? Well, of course you could have, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right play, right? I mean, the laggy guy had to just drill the six on the turn to have any equity whatsoever. And Paul obviously played his hand great. Remember the previous episode, though? We had the tight, aggressive guy who played a similar situation with some garbage hand. Here, Paul did have a good hand. And like I said, alarm bell should be going off in the spot. That said, I still think shoving in my situation is fine unless Paul only has the nuts here. And I imagine Paul is good enough to not have only the nuts here. You don't want to find yourself in spots where you only have the nuts unless, of course, <laughs> you need the nuts because your opponents are crazy. And maybe he thinks I'm crazy for all I know. I think he thinks I'm just generally tight and aggressive, but who knows? So fun hand. Um, River's pretty fun. River's a king. So they let Paul win the pot somehow, despite getting it all in with one out. <laughs> Poker's a fun game, huh? So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you have not already, definitely check out pokercoaching.com. There you can get a free trial with access to over 100 hand quizzes, kind of similar to these hands at Weekly Poker Hand. And also lots and lots of homework questions and the webinars, or the recordings of the webinars from the previous homework questions. So you can go through and analyze a lot of spots with me. So again, check that out at pokercoaching.com. I want to thank you all for being here today. Be sure to come back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.